Hello, and welcome back to D3 Glory Days. I'm Noah, that's Stu, and here we are again. A national meet is upon us. Stu and I, in a couple days, are getting on a plane to Rochester, and we'll be there in the booth calling this meet, just as we have the last several national meets. So tune in, we'd love to spend some time with you, but before we get to that, we are now releasing our national meet preview episode. So we sat down with a lot of athletes to see where their head is at heading into this national meet. Stu will get into that in a second. Before we do, be sure to check the show notes down below for ways you can support this podcast. If you appreciate our coverage of D3 running, go ahead and like and subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out a lot more than we can communicate. If you'd like to support this podcast, Financially, you can do so via Venmo. Think of that as our internet tip jar or Patreon, which is a monthly subscriber service. And you can find links to that in the show notes. Um, We sold out of our hats. Our first run of D3 Glory Days hats, we sold out in a day. So thanks to everybody who picked up a hat. Um, If you haven't gotten one yet, they should show up any day. If you have any questions, email us. But really grateful to you guys for supporting that endeavor, and we'll have more gear drops in the future. But anyway, for now, I'm going to let Stu come on here and tell you who we brought on for this preview podcast. Today, we're joined by Max Aventi from North Central, Natalia Sawyer of Buffalo State, Matt McBride of Mount Union, and Gabby Nolan from Loris. They all bring a unique storyline to the meet that you'll learn more about here in a little bit. Quick teaser, Max had a massive progression in college. Natalia, almost didn't run in college. Matt McBride wants to continue the tradition of Mount Union, and Gabby Nolan took some time off and reclaimed her eligibility for her final season. A lot of fun storylines at play here. It's great to understand what they're looking forward to most here at this meet, how they handle their big meet pressures and what success looks like to them, whether it's on the podium, whether it's time or whether it's effort, they all gave a great answer. Part one of two preview episodes tomorrow, we'll release our preview pod. We'll give our thoughts on the national meet, what the season looks like and maybe make a few predictions, maybe not. We'll see how we're feeling, but hope you enjoy the athlete side of things and go under the hood on what they're thinking. If you're looking for new athletes to root for, go ahead, sit back, listen, learn the stories of these athletes, and then watch them compete this weekend in Rochester, New York. We'll see you there. Sit back, relax, and here's to the glory days. All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days, the preview of the National Meet podcast ongoing now with Max Saventi from North Central College. We hadn't had enough North Central folks on the podcast. We had to bring some more back. Max, welcome back to D3 Glory Days, or welcome to, I should say. You haven't been on before. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to learning more about you. I know we had a tweet out around indoor with some of your big jumps that you've made in your college career so far. But before we jump into that, let's jump into this weekend at hand. 10K, 5K, double. It's a doozy. How are you feeling for it? Um, I'm excited. Um, I mean, it's it's a good, it's going to be a great field, obviously. Like we've seen so much craziness um, go down, but uh, I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Um it's going to be good to have uh, some teammates out there as well. 
um, in both races. Um, that's going to be huge drawing off that energy. Um, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's the national meet, so anything can happen. Uh, so I'm really just looking forward to putting myself in there and racing against a lot of these really, really good guys that all deserve to be there. So I'm excited for it. Is Max the first current North central athlete we've had on? Yes. Cause we've had a lot of North central alumni on, mm -hmm. obviously you're aware of the rich history of North central college, but you know, I think it kind of says something that you're the first active North central athlete we've had on in the three years of this podcast. And so can you kind of talk about like maybe the, from the outside looking in, there's a little bit of a dip in the North central performances of, over the last year or two, but now it seems to really be on the rise. What, what's going on there? Yeah. I mean, um, as with everything, um, you know, COVID kind of affected us a lot. It was so uncertain with uh, like who is going to be here and what seasons we're going to look like and what competition was going to look like. Um, so I'd say we definitely kind of went through a rough patch because of that. Um, a lot of that uncertainty, um, you know, it affected our returners, it affected our recruiting, it affected um, how we could train, you know, um, and what we could do. Like for a while, we were able to not really do stuff as like a whole team. We had to do it like small group. Um, so that definitely was a huge thing. Um, and because of that, we kind of had a little bit of like a lapse in like experience and leadership because a lot of us came in and I mean, we didn't have an entire cross season my freshman year. And then there was no indoor, uh, full indoor season because there wasn't a championship my freshman year. And then there was a somewhat regular outdoor season. Um, so we were kind of on that like borderline for a while of like, okay, so some people had experienced the whole sport and the program before COVID and they're still here. But a lot of us now, this is all we've known. Um, so it really took a while to like, just build that back up. And honestly, a lot of it was just getting back to the basics of like just being a team and, and working out. And because of that whole like break in time, we've had a lot of time to like train and really like think things through of how we wanted to do. And now that we've got a group of guys that have like committed themselves to that, we've seen a lot of growth because of that. So it was really just committing ourselves to what um, North central has always been about, about like, high expectations and about working hard. Um, so because of that, and because of like the bonds we've created um, over the last couple of years, we've really been able to build that back up to the, where it's at now. And during all that you had, you know, two historic coaches retiring, mm -hmm. you know, did that also kind of play a role? And it seems like you kind of have found the groove with the new head coach. Yeah. So that was definitely something that was at play. Um, obviously Grammy and Al are, are kind of legendary in, in the program and in D3 itself um, with all that they've done for this sport. Um, so those are big shoes to fill. And we kind of knew that. Um, we knew kind of that it, Al would be kind of less and less involved as time went on. Um, and then we kind of started realizing the same things with Grammy. Um, and then when we found out they were both retiring for sure, it was kind of, again, like that question of like, well, what's what happens now? Um, this is something that nobody in, in our program had encountered because they had been there for so long. So it's like, we haven't had to deal with this. Um, so that definitely was something that we uh, kind of had to face, but um, with coach Sinnott um, and coach Rivera, um, they've been doing a great job. Um, you know, they haven't tried to be Alan Grammy. They're 
they're being their own coaches and recognizing how they need to coach us. Um, but it, it really helped having a guy like Senate who's who had been around the program, been an alum of the program, um, and really understood the culture. Um, but then with Gabe, it was, um, you know, we saw right away that he like understood our culture and understood our program. So it was, it was, it was definitely an adjustment having, uh, Alan Grammy step down, but you know, it just came with a, a lot of trust, just like we would trust, uh, any of our teammates are, or trust like Alan Grammy. Um, we just had to trust that our new coaches were experienced and they knew uh, what they needed to do. And we just needed to work um, with that. Um, and I think it's been great. I mean, we've had uh, a lot of success and I think that that bond between the coaches and athletes has really been there and really proven that like, it's not just Alan Grammy, but like North central is still a great program and a great like culture um, in track and field. So Came with a lot of trust and a, lot, and a few adjustments, but I think it's been great having new coaches. Before we get into your outdoor season, I want to take you back quickly to the indoor national meet where you finished, uh, you ran the 3K and the 5K, but specifically the 5K, you finished fourth in what is, you know, the most historically deep division three national field of all time, 1408. I think you really put yourself in the national conversation with that race, you know, finishing fourth. What What did that do for you, what has that done for your confidence? It kind of seems like it got you on the launch pad. Yeah, I mean, that was huge. I came in ranked 17th um, in that race uh, and finished fourth. So that was obviously like a very good race um, and definitely a huge confidence booster. Um, I mean, I felt like I had a lot more to prove um, after cross country um, because I, I was having a good season and then I finished 158th at the national meet in the fall. Um, and that really like that stung a lot. So, um, I mean, I, I really like wanted to show that I was, I was more than that and more than that finish. So I, I don't know. I, I really just put myself in there and, and, and saw what could happen. I mean, anything can happen at nationals. Um, and then that definitely was a good, like jumping point into my outdoor season, um, because of the confidence I had from that indoor meet. Um, it, I could tell that I, I hadn't even really fully tapped into what I was capable of uh, in the regular season indoors. And so after that race, I, I saw that I had a lot more in me and I raced a lot more confidently after that. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Cause it was back in indoor, like you kind of played it pretty safe when that pace got hot and really moved later in the race, right? Like you kind of moved yourself up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, just stuck myself in there and, and, and just kept moving up, kept moving up, kept moving up. And then it was about a mile-ish to go when another group started really, really taking off on me. It was like four or five guys. And I tried to go with, I just couldn't hold on fully. But then I, I remember ended up, I ended up reeling in a couple more guys uh, after that had happened. So just timing it right. Um, I needed, I knew I just needed to run my race. I didn't need to go out and do anything like, uh, crazy. I was in great position. So at that point, I just, I just needed to finish it off. And I I had some of those guys still in my sights after they took away, took off on me. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think I made some good moves in that last like K there to reel some of those guys back in um, and just being patient uh, in that. And then coming off that, it seems like you really, that really got the ball rolling on, 
you know, forging a lot of momentum in the month of April. I mean, the, your next race after that was what, three weeks later, you got your 10 K qualifier 29, 14. And then just a couple weeks after that, you broke 14 for the 5 K. And so were you, were you just operating kind of at another level of mental confidence at that point? Yeah. I mean, I had a huge like confidence boost from the indoor meet. Um, I realized that like I was capable of being up with like those top guys. Uh, a lot of those guys that like I, I looked up to and, and wanted to be at that level. And, and because of that indoor finish, I realized that like, I'm there now I'm ready to be at that level now and having the great support from like teammates and coaches has helped a lot with that and seeing, what other guys have been capable of, like seeing, okay, well, I train with these guys and these guys have been capable of this as well, or they've done this and this workout or this and this race. So it's like, I noticed that, uh, you know, a lot of us really are at that level now. Um, we're ready for that. Um, we, it was nice to get in a lot of like higher level competition outdoors to really keep building on that confidence, you know, indoors, it was kind of a, like, it was kind of a question. It was like, you know, I, I ran some marks, like, like the three K and then it was just push back, push back, push back, push back, had to do it again. Um, but then after that indoor finish, it wasn't going to be a question for me of, okay, am I going to qualify or not? It was, I'm going to qualify. I'm going to do what I need to qualify. So I think it was definitely like a huge confidence booster coming off of that. You know, on your Tifers, you'll say, I was, I think this is what we tweeted like your first ever, it, your first ever college 5k was 1510 and now you've broken 14 minutes and like that's kind of like a storybook career and like you still have a bunch of time left i'm sure but like there's a lot of work that goes into that and the question i'm curious though is you know you're a 15 teens guy you're you know not really sniffing the national meet yet now you're fourth how do you shift your mentality to be like, all right, I can contend now. Like I'm part of it when just a year removed, you were just, you know, hoping to score potentially at the indoor conference meet. Yeah. Yeah. So whether I was running what I'm running now or what I was running then, the, the goal had always been focused on, um, that next level of that like national level competitor. Um, and obviously it wasn't quite there, uh, last year. Um, but it was always focused on getting myself to that level. Um, so honestly, the the mentality is now that I'm there is that it's it's the same thing. It's just it's compete, it's race, it's see what I can do. Um, and that's kind of the mentality that uh, got me to that level. Um, but it was the same thing then. I was just trying to compete in whatever shape I was in. Um, and I had a lot of like rough kind of off seasons, um, like the the winter going into that uh like indoor season where I ran the 1535. I got COVID over the winter, couldn't run for like two weeks. Um, so I, it was just like going back to square zero. And then I just had to build up and build up and build up again through that indoor season. And I ended up running 1437 outdoors that season, which is already almost like um, a minute improvement. So like the, the mentality is always there, but just some of the times I've had to work a little bit harder based on like injury or sickness that's kind of set me back a bit. And then also I, I've always felt the need to like push myself to the fullest um, in my training and in meets. Um, like being a, a queer athlete, um, I feel like it's always like in question. Like there's a lot of people that don't want um, people like that in the sport. And there's like a lot of harmful legislation going on right now 
I'm surrounding some of those identities and surrounding some of those identities in sport. And so I feel like with all those eyes, like looking in on that, it's like they're expecting you to fail. So I feel like for myself, I have to work that much harder. And I feel like I don't have as much room to slip up. I always need to be at that level because people are waiting and looking for you to fail. But by proving that you can do it is going against kind of that hatred and going against that belief um, that you don't belong there because you're showing them that you really do belong there. So honestly, it's a lot about like that, that mentality and that delayed gratification of like knowing like, okay, I'm not, I'm not an all American level like guy yet, but I need to be doing the same work now as I'm going to be doing um, when I'm at that level. Like I need to be working just as hard because if I don't work hard now, I'm never going to get to that level. And then once I'm there now, I can't, I can't let up on the gas pedal at all. It's, it's gotta be go, 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 go. Because if I like stop doing that, I get complacent. It's not going to be guaranteed. Um, so I feel like I have to push myself like all the time to be at that level. Carrying that pressure on your shoulders. Does it, does it make like the lows of the sport that much harder? Cause it sounds like you are shouldering a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, definitely the lows are, are harder. I know like, I didn't deal with a lot of injury um, in high school, but I had a, a pretty big injury my freshman year and not being able to work out with a team at all, not being able to compete at all is awful. And then it's the same thing, like when you are working that hard and you're not seeing the success that you want to, like it's, it's tough. Like you want to be at that level, but you, I just have to understand that that's sometimes just part of the process of getting there. Like, um, something a lot of our like coaches and alums say is that like you're not going to have a great race every time like you're going to have probably plenty of not so great races in there um, but you can't let that define you um, you really have to learn from that so like when I'm running a, a 1535 opener that kind of sucked like that it was a hard race it was tough being in that spot it was nowhere near where I wanted to be coming into that season but that's why you have to like keep keep the mentality straight and keep the work um, where it needs to be at um, because the goal is is never the the first indoor meet for me. Um, the goal is to be my best for the team at conference, and the goal is to be the best I can be at the national level. Um, so I need to keep my eyes set on the end of the season of what's really important and know that sometimes those failures are what's getting me to be at that level and be at that point that I want to be at. So when we spoke to Ethan Gregg after his one of his 10Ks, he we asked him, you know, how do you want nationals to go? And he says, it's going to be fast. He said the same thing for prior to the indoor 5K, I want to say. So it sounds like things could get a little hairy out there. Are you ready for that type of race? Or what kind of race do you want it to be? A little spicy. Spicy. A little spicy. <laughs> I don't care what kind of race it is and either race. Um, I, I'm there to compete and I'm there to to run hard and to put myself in a, in a good position. Um, so if it, if it takes a fast race, I'm, I'm ready to try and challenge myself. Um, you know, like I, I had a huge PR at, at the indoor national meet. If it takes a PR to be where I want to be, then it, it takes a PR. And, um, I definitely believe based on the guys in the field and based on what I've seen from them and, and from talking to them that it, 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 
weather permitting, it's probably bound to be pretty fast. Uh, if, if it follows suit from indoors, I, I imagine we're going to see some pretty quick uh, races, but I'm, I'm ready for that. Um, we've, we've kind of gotten in a lot of competitive races, you know, at like Wash U and Platteville and, and Drake this season. Um, so we, I think we're prepared for whatever. Um, it's, it's national. So it's, it's anyone's ball game. It's all about who's the best on that day. Um, so however the race goes, I'm just there to compete and see what I can do. My, one of my teammates is a North central alum and he's in like a group chat with a bunch of other North central alums. They're always talking about you guys. And I've, you know, when there was that like performance gap that he'd kind of be shaking his head and whatever. And now you're going to nationals, like poised for a podium finish. You're bringing some teammates with you. Do you guys feel like this weekend is like a great opportunity for you guys to put North central, like solidly back on the map? I think so. I mean, I, I, that's definitely like been a, a team goal of ours. Like, you know, we've been trying to show people that, um, you know, North Central is is still legit. Like it didn't die with COVID. It didn't die with Alan Grammy. That's definitely been a big goal of ours. Um, and I know that was something we were chasing in cross and we didn't quite get it to the level we wanted to at that national meet. Um, but I think that through this whole track season and through last cross season, we've definitely shown that like, you know, we're we're here to play just like anyone else. And, and I think it's, it's a whole new world now because the sport of running as a whole has changed so much. And also like D3 has changed so much. I mean, I think, I think I saw that, that tweet that you guys put out the other day that it's like over a hundred people are on the top 25 list heading into this meet, which is, is nuts. So like records are falling all over the place. I mean, I think in, I can think of several distances where a current record holder is going to be in the meet and not just in the distance and the sprints and everything too. So like uh, a lot of, a lot of people are, are getting really to that level. Um, a lot of teams, a lot of uh, like individuals and that honestly just makes it all the more um, better to reach that, um, to show that with the sport being at the level it is that we can still compete and we can still um, be with all those guys and be a good team. Um, it's definitely something to be said. Yeah, knowing that you kind of, you know, I think, I guess everyone kind of chases from behind to catch up to the pack, but given like where you were starting off as in your college career, and now you're part of this rise and part of these all-time marks, has it hit you kind of like what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time? Some of it's still still kind of surreal, like being at, at these national meets uh, has been like a big dream of mine, and like the, the performance from indoors is still like it's like crazy to me, like that I'm actually here. I'm actually doing it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just want to enjoy it all. Um, it, it can be easy to just get caught up in the moment. Um, it's definitely exciting, but it, you know, it, it's, it's racing, it's running. It's what I like to do. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely crazy being at this level. I know like I, I didn't even think I was going to run in college, even pretty late into my high school career. Um, I didn't really start considering that until like my senior year. Um, so it, it's definitely just crazy um, sticking with it and seeing myself at this level. It, it was honestly something even coming in that I didn't even know would be fully possible, even if it was a dream of mine. Like I didn't quite think it was possible at first, but it's definitely awesome being here. 
maybe our last question, um, but define, define success. What is, what is a successful weekend for you between the 5k and 10k? I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's not about a place or a time. Um, obviously I have some pretty big expectations, um, for myself. Um, but if, if I walk off that track and I feel like I gave it everything I got, whether I get first or 22nd, um, if I feel like I gave it everything I could in that race, um, and I feel like I, I really pushed myself and, and let myself do what I needed to do and ran my race, I feel like that's uh, success. Um, I mean, the cards are going to fall how they are. I can only control what I do and how I compete. And if I feel like I competed and other guys run faster, uh, they, they competed pretty hard to do it. So uh, as long as I feel like I, I've put in and really not waste an opportunity, that'll be success. Awesome. Well, thanks, Max. Really appreciate your time and joining us today. Good to learn more about you and we're excited to call your races this weekend. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days, previewing the 2023 National Meet. We're joined by Natalia Sawyer from Buffalo State in the 100 hurdles and the 400 meter hurdles. Natalia, thanks for joining us. Of course. Yeah, looking forward to speaking with you, looking at your mile split from high school. You made some pretty big jumps into the the college realm. But before we even talk about kind of where you came from, let's take a step back, focusing on present day. How are you feeling heading into your first outdoor championships? Um, I feel pretty good. You know, coach has been giving me some good workouts for the hurdles. I feel like I've been hitting all the times, doing the correct stuff, treating my body right. So I feel pretty good going into it. Yeah, you've had an excellent season so far, you know, competing with some All-Americans around you, plus you ran 58 point in the 400 hurdles, third all-time. Did you realize, like, the significance of what you ran? Not at first. You know, I was just really excited that I was able to break a minute. Like, that was just my biggest goal because in high school, it was, like, way past a minute, so... (laughs) Well, you're, I was looking at your mile split and it could be updated since then, but the last time I saw it was from 2021. And I don't know if you competed 2022, but your 2021 time was 64 seconds for a flat 400. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what, like, where were you in 2022 or like, where is this jump coming from? Are you just adapting to the college training really well? Um, I think that's part of it. I've just adapted really well, but also like just confidence is a big part, like mentality, like knowing you can do it is bigger than the workouts and like experience and everything, like having confidence in yourself to me is like one of the biggest things. Like if I know I can hit these times, then I'm most likely to hit these times. And are you getting that confidence from racing more or like from your workouts? Like where does this confidence come from? Um, I would say definitely from racing because at first I was like very nervous to even run with college. Like it was just very, such a big change and everything. So once I actually got to start running and everything, it was, it was exciting to say the least. Like my first win was like very motivating. Do you just feed off of that win and see like how much faster you can go? Even if the training may not say you can run a certain time, like do you get just the confidence from winning help you too? Yeah, most definitely. I like, I like to keep my thing is like, I like to keep my titles. So it's like, if I win a certain event, I want to keep winning it just to, you know, build my confidence and build everything else. So 
So you have the 400 hurdles, you have the 100 meter hurdles. Both are arguably very hard. What are you are you looking forward to most? Uh, definitely the 400 hurdles. That's that's my main focus for this meet. I'm excited about the 100 hurdles, but the way I've been progressing in the workouts and races and like just open running versus like not doing any hurdles at all, just progressing in that. It's definitely like gearing me up for a good race. Yeah. For a training perspective, you know, I have a distance background. So from a training perspective, you have the hundred hurdles, which is obviously weight of hundred meters, but then the 400, how do you kind of tie in different training programs? Cause you also run the open four was an indoor all American. Like you have a very wide range of talent. Like how do you structure your training that way? Well, we do, we do a lot of like tempo and stuff. So for me personally, I've never been like a short sprinter. I've always done the longer workouts. So like 300s, 400s, 200 reps, like all of that. And then basing that we go like the next day just doing speed. So like 50 meters at a fast 200 in there, maybe a 100, just really like switch it up day to day. So I get each side of the workout done. Are you like hurdling one day and then staying flat the other day or how many days a week are you hurdling? I hurdle about, I would say like two times a week. Maybe if there's a competition, I'll hurdle three times. And even with those long workouts, sometimes they'll put me over hurdles and like, we'll do a 200 over hurdles or a 300 first three hurdles, and then finish out the rest of the 300 just to kind of get both. Yeah. So you're obviously a first year, first outdoor national meet, number one in the 400 hurdles. You have a bunch of great competition with you. You're confident though you know, does, are you worrying about who's in your, you know, in your heats or anything like that? Are you just focusing on yourself and taking it one lap at a time? I mean, of course there's like nerves about like, if people are going to perform better than they have during the whole season, but coach and me have talked about it. Like we tried just to hone into our own event and like not really worry about whatever anyone else is doing, what their training is, how they're going to compete, just really focus on my own race. So that way I can do the best I possibly can. Are you following along with like what other people are doing, you know, in the division? Or are you kind of just focusing on, you know, New York and the SUNY X? Um, I, fo I focus on what other people are running. Like I look at TFERS and I'm like constantly looking at like the list of times, like is anyone's times changing? Like there's another girl who just got in with a 59. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be a good race. But like, yeah, I'm always looking at other people's times just to see how they're improving in terms of how I'm improving. But I feel like that's just competitiveness at the same time. Yeah, and I feel like there's also this camaraderie amongst the division right now too across where like people seem very cordial with another and like cheering each other on. You know, you raced a couple times against Gwen Shepherdson out of San Geneseo. You know, she'll be in both of your races, I'm pretty sure. Like you may not have a teammate there, but at least you have a friendly face. Like, is that helpful to like to at least know someone in your races? Yeah, most definitely. We haven't talked like a whole bunch, but from what I can see, she's like a really strong athlete. She's super sweet, very easy to like come up to and be like, Hey, are you nervous? Or like, like, how are you feeling about the race? Like she's very open and honest. So it's good to like see someone that is running the same events and is going through the same thing. Yeah. Let's go back to indoor. You become an all American for the first time in the 400 in a pretty loaded field. You know, you, you mentioned how you weren't even close to breaking 60 in high school, you run 56 in 55, excuse me, indoors, you know, were you able to comprehend kind of that progression that you made while also becoming, you know, finishing fifth overall as well? Um, honestly, the 55 was very unexpected, like prelims, our goal was 
hit 56, you know, get a new PR, get yourself into the finals. So to hit a 56, I was already like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was peaking in high school. There's no way I'm peaking. Like it was a really cool experience, but to hit 55 was just like, it was just a surprise to everyone. Like my coach, definitely not a surprise to him, but to me, it was definitely like crazy just to see how much I have progressed. You change like the way you think about yourself now as a runner. Like, do you have you said you're confident, but like, are you viewing yourself differently at all compared to where you were in high school? Um, yeah, I view myself as like way stronger because in high school I was very, I was running my fastest time for a 400 flat was I think a 57. So they might not have updated it. Yeah, I was gonna say, but- okay, they definitely don't have enough. Okay, so it's yeah, that makes a little bit more sense than like the last time I saw from you was like. 2021 so 57 is a little bit better of like a not as crazy as a jump from like 64 Mm -hmm. yeah but no it was definitely like I think of myself as like I know I can do it I know I can run faster high school I was kind of like okay 57 this is really fast this is like the fastest I'm ever gonna run and just track in general so definitely changed my perspective once I started running faster yeah, let's, you know, take yourself back to then your college recruiting a little bit, you know, running 57 is obviously solid. You, you get to the national, you're fifth at D3. You know, what was it like? Were you looking at other schools? Were you not sure if you wanted to run in college? Like take us through your recruitment. Yeah. So originally I was not planning on running in college. I was just going to focus on my academic, the main concerns I had, but um, the recruiting process was, it was simple. I mean, looked at some colleges, saw what I liked best, Buffalo seven hours away from home. So I like that. Like can't really call my parents. They can't come up and yell at me for something. But um no, it was a pretty easy process. And then my teammate, my new teammate now, he actually texted me and he was like, you know, coach offered me a steak dinner to get you on the track team. <laughs> so really joined track and I met up with coach and that's kind of how it happened. So did you join or did you commit to Buffalo State like before track or when did the track come into the question or into the equation um it came into it came in about I would say January I'm not really sure the month but it was definitely before the season actually started so originally I went to like the captain's practices just kind of to get to know like the team and everything but yeah I would definitely say it was more around like the beginning like before the indoor season Oh, like you just like hopped on the team basically. Oh man. I mean, that, those are the best types of stories. We interviewed someone who she, by the time she finished her college career, she won a 10 K national title. The coach found her on a treadmill at the gym, just like going <laughs> for a run. So you're That's saying true. you weren't even on the team officially heading into the, into the season and you come an all American. I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. <laughs> So, you know, with that in mind, like it kind of feels like you're, you know, playing with house money in a sense, since like you weren't really going to do track. Like, do you have an idea of what you're capable of and like where your limits are? As of right now, I don't know what my limits are because I've been progressing so much in such a fat, like such a fast period. Like, it seems like every single time I race, I'm getting faster. So I just want to kind of keep that going and not really think about what my limits are because then that's when like they start approaching and creeping up on you. Yeah. Not, yeah, I get that. No, that's fun. It's like just to see what you can do and, you know, be able to push yourself, especially with where D3 is right now. Have you been, you know, from the grand scheme of things, have you been seeing like the times from the 
division as a whole and kind of being a part of like this new, stronger, faster division three? Um, I can't say I've been keeping up with almost all the times, but like I said, I kind of look at some of who the top runners are in like different events. Um, I don't really study them, but for the most part, I kind of keep an eye out. What are you looking forward to this weekend in Rochester? Hopefully a national champion for the 400 hurdles. Uh, the 100 hurdle is up in the air. A lot of girls run really close to the same time. Like it's going to be a super close race. So honestly, to get like first team all American, that would be like a big accomplishment for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm I would say I'm looking forward to a lot of races, but doing some research on that hundred meter hurdle race, like all conditions times, like it is a loaded, loaded, like with the wind, like it's a loaded field. So it should be fun to watch. And like, I'm sure you'd be pumped up to be part of that field. You know, I'm curious, we don't have many 400 meter hurdlers on the, on the podcast. Can you take us through like the strategy that goes into it? Cause I know there's, you gotta have your steps in place. You have the 400, but then you gotta obviously have hurdles involved. Like take us through like what your strategy looks like. Well, for like the first time I ran it, there was no strategy. He literally just told me to go out and run it and see what the time was. But I feel like now that I've gotten more experience in it, I would say like get out, set the pace right off the bat. That's one of the biggest parts that I feel like people mess up on is they'll take it out too safe and then realize it kind of messed them up in the end. So like take it out really strong, set the pace at a pace, you know, it's fast, but you can also control it for the rest of the race. And then, you know, pace on the back stretch, start moving around like maybe 150 left to go. And then really my goal is to just send it home after like the third to last hurdle, just give it all I got. <laughs> What's that feeling like that? Like last home stretch, you have what two you have the hurdle off the turn and then two more in the home stretch. Like what is that last hundred feeling like? Uh, pain for the most <laughs> part, but like I talk to myself during the races. I'm not crazy but I talk to myself and I'm just like okay my body's in a lot of pain it's in very fatigue but push through all you have to do is push through each hurdle get through it sprint in between and just finish the race is the 400 meter hurdles the hardest event in track uh there's a lot of debate about it but I feel like I would say it is just because the 400 meter is a very hard race so to have to run 10 hurdles over it like it's a whole new level of just running. So yeah. I can't even imagine like I, yeah, that to me, maybe steeple just because mm -hmm. of how tall the barriers are and I can't get over them, but the 400 meter hurdle just seems like you're spr literally sprinting and jumping it's over things. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just tough. Anything like any races outside of your own that you're looking forward to seeing if you have time, I know you're busy figuring everything or busy recovering and before racing and stuff like that, but any event you're in interested in seeing? Um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing triple jump one, because one of my teammates are going to be, excuse me, competing in that. And then also the 400 meter, because I was, I am qualified for it, but you know, we're focusing more on the hurdles. So I just want to, it's going to be exciting to see what everyone runs and what times they're going to get. That's a, you actually brought up a question I forgot to ask. Yeah. Take us through like the thought process then of, you know, having three qualifiers, obviously you're number one in the 40 meter hurdles, but you know, maybe that was there a debate between, I guess that'd be a crazy. I'm just thinking about it. Britain, um, from Arkansas, she'll be the only person to like do 40 meter hurdles in 400. That's just, it was it too crazy of a double to do something like that. Um, the way me and my coach thought of it. Yes. Just because you're running each race twice. So to run four, four hundreds, especially two over 10 hurdles, 
it's a lot, but I mean, it just depends on who you are and your ability and like how strong you think you are. So we thought it would be best to just kind of focus on the 400 hurdles rather than run a 400 one day, run 400 hurdles the same day, run 400 the next day, same thing, like, and then run two hurdle races on top of that. So. Yeah. You probably made a good choice there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Natalia, thanks so much for joining me for this pre meet interview. Excited to watch you compete and call your races this weekend. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, continuing along with the 2023 Outdoor National Championships preview, speaking of some athletes now joined by Matt McBride from Mount Union. Matt, welcome to Day 3 Glory Days. Thank you for having me. Of course, you got a big weekend ahead, 4x4 and the 400. But before we dive into present day outdoor I want to hear about this 500, 600, you know, national records. It looked like you were just eyeing every, not oddball event, but like non-traditional event. Oh yeah. Yeah. I always make that joke that, uh, my two national records are in the two events. No one really cares about. It's kind of the joke (laughs) I tell everyone, but, uh, I mean, yeah, the 500 is a weird event, but at the OAC, we have that as part of the conference. And so like even coming in freshman year, like they immediately threw me in the five. They're like, you have no say you were able to run for so long at a good speed. You're running the five. And I was really apprehensive about it at first, but um, I just kind of let loose at our, my first conference meet and won it uh, against Digby, which was, you know, really cool. Just having, you know, someone who, you know, training under look up to and just being able to, you know, challenge him in that and him really push me in that. And so like going through the every year, you know, my initial goal was just like our school record, which was Digby's. And like, I was like, oh, let's try and get and go to like a bank track. Like, let me run it on a 300. And they're like, no, you're just going to run at a conference and you're just going to get the national record. And I was like, all right. So like, I remember uh, Coach Neff talking to me about it and like telling me like what I'd have to come through and in the times and he was calling him out. I was going through and I remember the last two um he called out I think I came through in like a 49 like lowish for that and I like just knew and I just sent it it was awesome <laughs> and the I, six was just kind of why not literally they're like do you want to just run it for the school record I was like yeah sounds cool so we got pretty excited when you were in that six I think it was like right after Mike Jason ran his 600 and yeah. then like you yeah. showed out and did that and I was like I was kind of hoping you would do an 800 just to like put the 800 guys on notice, but you never did. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to like two weeks later and within like 10 steps of the race, I had like a little like tweak in my groin. So I didn't get to finish the race, which was, you know, obviously not great, but it wasn't that bad of an injury. We recovered from it. And then I ran it again at the conference meet that we had. And uh, because I got no time, uh, and like wild carded in, I was in like a slower heat and like, you know, I don't know how well I would have done in a faster heat, but it was, uh, you know, it was an all right time. It wasn't anything crazy though. Yeah. Do you have any idea of like what you could do now? Like given like what you did in that six, I, I don't personally, I don't think I know enough about running eights to give you that <laughs> answer. I'm sure, uh, Neff would be able to tell you an answer that he at least hasn't that he'd want me to run. So 
it's our but, it's um, our favorite question to ask 400 runners especially who like have gone up to like a five or a six to see like what they could do in the eight most like say like oh i can't do it do it but it's always a fun yeah. question well that was one thing i've always been like thrown up higher into like the eights and just uh like the higher distances for like sprinters just because i tend to like be stronger on the endurance and not necessarily in like the shorter sprints so like i can run good eights i don't know like great eights to where you know we're talking on a national level where people will be like oh like that was really good i don't like i want to i think that's going to be something i'm going to strive for a little more next year i don't know how in depth i'm going to go to it but definitely you know at least dip my toes in that water a little more so present day focusing in on the national meet you nation leading time 4627 11th all time but i think the big news that maybe came out of it was indoor champion Shaq Traore isn't in it you know you were still um i mean he goes 100 200 oh, obviously yeah, yeah. you're leading the 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 four and have confidence from that but given what he did indoors did that kind of take a little pressure off your back knowing that the indoor four guy isn't there no nah, not necessarily just because the way i'm trying to go in with like a mindset of it's you know anyone's race you know because right now i'm ranked number one but uh there's been plenty of times i've been ranked super low i remember the first time uh it was my sophomore year in 2021 i was the last one in and i was able to come out with a sixth place i've also come in ranked six and gotten six and i've come in and ran like the third best time and gotten eighth. Like, you know, it's it really, it's just going to be anyone's race. And, you know, it's about who shows up and doing everything I can to make sure that I show up all, all three days. So. As I say, cause indoors, I think you were last one in, but with your records, like you look at, you're focusing on, you know, non the 400 mm-hmm. Nick to the finals, obviously. Uh, so, but four by four time. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I love fun. it. We're not, we don't have to get into it, but you know, winning outdoors in dramatic fashion last year, mm-hmm. you know, how are you all feeling finishing runner up indoors, the crew ready to go. Oh yeah. We are so excited. I remember, you know, that last chance meet, they, uh, I got a screenshot of the times and they're like, look what just happened. I was like, awesome. This is going to yeah. be fantastic. So I really can't wait for the four by four. Like watching those times come through and you know, I, mm-hmm. I pay relatively close attention to D3, but I feel like seeing three O's at a non-national meet is like, holy, like we're in oh, for yeah. a treat. Like when you see that stuff and I'm sure, you know, we talked to the rowing crew we mentioned before and like, you know, when they see everyone else run fast, like it gets you fired up because you know, it's going to be a good race. Like, are you just super eager to get it after, you know, against those Midwest guys, I guess you're Midwest, but like what they did in, uh, where were they? Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just so excited. Cause like, you know, there's so many fast times. Like, yeah, we have that 308. There's so many 310s. Like, it's just a really fast field. And, like, I'm just hoping that, you know, it brings the best out of, you know, all four guys on our team. But I know it's going to bring the best out of a lot of people. So I'm just I'm just ready to see what time we're able to throw down. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, how's training been these last few weeks getting ready, you know, for the national meet? It's been really good. Um, I know like just this year, we've really focused on a lot of more distance, you know, I've seen by my fives and sixes and stuff, but uh, I think it's translating really well in the four and, you know, a lot of just preparing for, you know, having a run, you know, ideally uh, four, four hundreds in three days and just getting ready for that. I feel like it's done a pretty good job on that. So 
Yeah, Mountain Union's kind of been known for, you know, the 400s, 4x4s in general. What's it like, you know, being able to be a part of some really fantastic relays, not only a part of them, but before you as well? Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, that's a lot of the reason why, like, I came to Mal was I knew that there was a lot of, like, experience and knowledge just dealing with the event that, you know, I run and I love. And so it's just fantastic to kind of reap the benefits of that Um just to really see how far, how fast I can go in like the 400 and just have like so much help from like, you know, obviously uh, Tyler Neff and AJ Digby and like James Roth and all those guys. And to kind of continue that legacy is, it's really fantastic. Um, And yeah, and it's even crazier when looking at the times now and seeing like, you know, there's, you know, it used to be like, you know, 48 low, you're able to make it to me. Now it's still 47 you know, high, almost 47 mid. And so just to be like in that field of athletes is, it's awesome. Yeah. Just, I mean, I think there's been a couple of tweets out there that we've retweeted about, you know, how difficult it is now for some of these events. And, mm-hmm. you know, for a while there was like 48 mid could get you to the national meet. Now you're like barely mm-hmm. in the top 50, you know, does that get you fired up seeing that like you're leading this list of like kind of this new, that's the new generation of division three runners where, you know, obviously we don't want to disrespect the past because the past has been strong, but like, it feels like right now we're just in this different category of what division three or how it's being viewed, I should say. Yeah. I mean, we're just like building off of that. Cause like back when it was 48, two got in that 48, two, that 22nd place or 20th place, whatever it was, that was me. I remember that. And so like going now, like I'm, just with how fast it is and like it's awesome um but yeah with just how the field is this year like looking at all like the 46s that there are now I remember you know that was like top three were the only people to go 46 you know past couple of years last year we had like five or six guys go and now it's like you know top 10 are like 46s and to be there like just looking back on it like it's crazy to see how far I've come do you get fired up with fast times or with yeah. all American performances? Uh, both, uh, both. I, you know, placement, obviously like you're always looking for placement, but I think like it's kind of hand in hand where, you know, you kind of want both, like even an in indoor, like I got, you know, all American with an eighth place and I, you know, ran a really good time, but you know, it was a little kind of bittersweet cause I know that the day before I ran a little bit faster um, and I knew like where I would have been if I was able to like recreate that in the finals and I wasn't able to. So, you know, definitely getting fired up with all these times. So I want to, you know, get both, get that all American and as high up on that podium as I can and run as fast as I can drop that time as low as I can get it. Yeah. For, I, I guess I've never asked, you know, a sprinter this, how much does it suck for indoors to be broken up into two heats? Like, and you have to like your teammate Kennedy, for example, like had to wait to see if she yeah. won a national championship. Obviously it, it's dramatic, but like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you won't have all seven guys next to you in the same race. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I definitely love having the one heat just cause I love just the racing. Cause you really, you know, for indoor, you can't, you don't race a whole half of the field. Um, and like, I know on the four by four, like, like, it, of course it's literally really hard cause it's so chaotic on that small track, but like an outdoor, like, it's just the best, like it's open. You get the whole, you know, eight people or 18s you're competing against. It really is fantastic. And so, yeah, it definitely does suck indoor having the the smaller field. 
Yeah. Are you any predictions on what it's going to take to have to win? Like, do you have any time predictions you think that will win the 400 this year? Fast. It's going to be fast. Cause I, even just looking at the weather, like it's looking really good. So I like, it's going to be fast. And I know that like, that's kind of what I'm planning on doing is just trying to go out and run as fast as I can and we'll see. So Love it. That's, I think, the exact phrase Ethan Gregg said to us indoors, and <laughs> they went and set a championship record. So we'll take that as the the sign of, of good things to come. And I mentioned Kennedy Waite. You know, how inspiring was that to watch her performance indoors and what she was able to accomplish and end with that 200? Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I was really, like, down on myself just for the four and how I did. And so, like, being able to watch her win that completely just, like, you know, reinvigorated me, like just brought life back into me for the four by four. And I just remember running out and like watching her race and waiting and seeing the time show up and just like freaking out over it. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, we were, it was fun to watch the reaction. I just like, can't even imagine like having to run your race, wait, mm-hmm. and then find out when you, when you win. I'm glad it like outdoors, obviously always different, but can't even imagine like something like that. Yeah. I wasn't even, it wasn't even my race and I was still stressed. Yeah. <laughs> so with this four by four, we, you know, we, we've had Rowan on, they want to face you guys. They're outdoor champs. You all, yeah. The whole history with, with Rowan, you know, just, you all are pushing each other to be the best. Who are you hoping is who I'm trying to phrase this question correctly. Who do you want there with 200 meters to go? Like, who do you think is going to be there? If you're oh, going to be the man. ankle leg. Oh, uh, I don't even know. I mean, ideally, you know, I want to be, I want to be the one that's there 200 meters ago as, you know, far out as I can, but you know, we'll see, you know, how that plays out. So really it just, it doesn't matter, you know, who's out there. Like I know there's just so many fast teams. It could be any one of them. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I'm there to race. So. Love it. No, it's going to be good. Yeah. I think with what Geneseo did indoors and what Rowan has done. And unfortunately they dropped the baton. I'm sure you guys want to see them just to, with how much mutual mm-hmm. respect you have for them and what the Midwest schools have done too. It's going to be a, a really fun four by four outside of the 400 and the four by four. What event are you looking forward to, to watch if you have the chance to watch it? Uh, um, I mean, our four by one is ranked pretty high this year. So I'd really, you know, can't wait to watch them and hope those guys do really good. Um, and then you know, I have a teammate in this that I really want to see do well. And then just, I don't really get to watch high jump, but I always love watching it. It's just at the national meet. It's kind of at the same time as the four. Um, so like those three in particular. All right. Not your teammates. Who, what event yeah. do you want to see? Uh, <laughs> what, what's going to be entertaining to you? Like high jump is my favorite event to watch, honestly. Um, I, won't be able to watch it though, but I thought I had to give that answer. I'm going to say high jump. Yeah. No, high jump is pretty fun. And the live stream may or may not have field events this year again, which is going to be really unfortunate. Uh, just to forewarn everyone, we have no say in it. We've been trying to get the field events aired and it's out of our hands. Well, on that note, anything outside of the track that you're looking forward to in Rochester this week? Um, No, I'm pretty focused and locked in for track. I haven't really thought of much else. And because you're, are you a senior? Yes. Are you, do you have any eligibility left? Yeah, I do. And I'm going to be using it next year. So are you coming back to Mount? Yep. Right. Staying at Mount. All right. 
trying to figure everyone's uh, eligibility out has been the biggest puzzle. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. We get one more year of you. Good luck mm-hmm. this weekend, Matt. Looking forward to Thank it. You. Looking forward to calling your race. Thank you so much. All right. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days, the national preview for the 2023 outdoor season. Now joined by Gabby Nolan out of Loris. Gabby, welcome to D3 Glory Days. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're excited to learn more about you. We, we probably should have had your own episode here a while ago, but we'll we'll jump back here. You know, the last time we saw you compete was 2020. It's 2023 now. There's a lot of eligibility out there with COVID and all of that, but you're the first person we've kind of had with this situation. Can you fill us in on how it worked and how the eligibility got you to today? Yeah. So in 2020, my season ended that March month. Um, so when we got to indoor, it ended. So I still had my outdoor eligibility left. Um, I ended up enrolling in graduate school um, in 2021. And so I still had that outdoor left and I had some time. So I talked with Coach Jones and we kind of worked some things out with my schedule. Um, and so I'm now I'm using that up. So that'll be my this will be my last season of that. Um, but yeah, pretty great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I figured grad school had to be in there somehow to like make this all work and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I feel like you're going to be kind of an unknown quantity entering this meet. There's going to be, you're going to be walking around and people won't know that you're a returning champion and then the 100 and 200. Like, what does that feel like knowing that you've, you've won this race before, but it was just kind of back when a lot of the people around you might not even remember it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a little weird. I do get a lot of comments, um, from people saying, who are you? Where did you come from? Like, um, my teammates do a good job of like reminding people or like kind of filling them in on who I am. Um, but it's a whole new group. Um, a lot of new faces, um, social media definitely helps getting my name kind of back out there and posting and having people repost my stuff. Um, but yeah, it is really weird having won the events and coming back and kind of trying to solidify myself again in those events and kind of um, trying to work my way back in it. Um, so it'll be an interesting week. Definitely trying to see what I can do and see if I can hang with the younger uh, runners out there. Yeah. Kind of a follow-up question to that. I mean, you've been on the sidelines. I'm sure you've been paying attention. You've, you know, the defending champion, you've seen people win those races and now you're going to be entering the race against them. What What was it like on the sidelines seeing other people win titles in the one and 200 knowing that, it was kind of yours. It was very interesting. I don't know if you guys know this fact. I did have a baby in between that 2020 and now. So I was kind of just watching like, oh, this is great. They're running really fast. And then I kind of started training again after I could. And I started seeing kind of my time drop in practice. And then I was like, maybe I can try again, you know, um, I think it just inspired me to run faster. Like Isabella Hogue, um, we're really close with the Nebraska Wesleyan team. So when I saw her run and she kind of got really close to both my one and two times, I was like, uh-oh, like if I'm going to come back, I'm going to need to come back with some force. So definitely fueled me a little bit and it was really cool to see it all kind of go down. So, You know, the last time you helped compete at a national meet was 2019. And we kind of wrote about this in the story we did of Loris and then kind of creating that dynasty. Like, you were a big factor in, you know, 
lifting up Loris, bringing Loris to this national caliber that it is. What's it like now having been the start of it? And now like you get to come back to see kind of what you created. It is so cool. Um, I love to talk to my other team members, but I love to talk to my other team members of just how the team has progressed because I got to be on the team when it wasn't good or like as good as we are now and then kind of build up, get to that um, really great point. And then I took that time off and it's been so great just seeing them keep that momentum and um, keeping the spirit of the team alive. Um, I think that's one of the greatest things that I wanted them to like keep with them is that momentum and staying strong and being good team members. Um, and it's so great to just see them have, having done that. Um, and I talk about it a lot. We've improved in the field. We've improved in the track. So it's just like great to see those different little areas come together for them. Um, and now that I get to end it with them, it's so special because I'm a senior. Marion Edwards is a senior. I'm a senior and I've got to see them grow so much and now we get to end it together and it's just something that's so so special so um and I think we're performing really really well um and to be performing well and to getting with them is just such a special thing so it's it's amazing in terms of your leadership role on the team you're obviously a performance leader but I'm sure you're also like kind of a leader for the a cultural leader on the team as well how has that been to kind of be at the forefront, maybe take a step back and now be right back in it? How have how have you adjusted to being around the team again? And how have you stepped back into that leadership role? Um, it was definitely a little hard at first um, because there are a lot of girls that I didn't know on the team anymore, um, but they knew who I was. But um, I think just having the different perspective of how your time and track is so short when you look back on it and you have to take every opportunity and just put your all into every single race um and just knowing that and having being able to tell them that i think is a different thing that i've been able to do um because i didn't have a lot of things taken from me and i did get to finish my season so um i think i bring that light to them of okay, like make sure you're putting your best into everything that you're doing, maybe doing every rep or seeing how good we can be every time um, is something that I really treasure. Just enjoying the moment is also a big one. Um, when you're done with track, you know, you're done with it. You're not around your team or you don't get the same opportunities. So I think just enjoying where you are and um, enjoying the environment, being around your team members is a really great thing. So I just try and remember them of those little things that are not so they might not think about it until you're done with the sport. Yeah, given that's your you know final national meet, let's go into you know the kind of decision making of the events you chose. You know, you you ripped number seven all time, four hundred, leading the nation. But now we're not going to see you there. You're doing the hundred and two hundred for your individual events. What went into that decision? Yeah. So Coach Jones and I had a lengthy talk about you know what I'm capable of and. Um, just how that national meet plays out because I do have that experience of that final day doing both relays and then having two individual events and how hard that can be, um, especially with the turnaround and needing me for relays. Um, so when looking at the four, it, it just didn't kind of align or we weren't really confident in how well I would double back um, with doing either 200 or coming back in the four by four later in the day um, because being off for that year and just coming back this year, we don't know how, my um how much I would turn back in those events so it just started to see what I could do and wanted to do and then hop out in the relays a little bit um I was a little sad to not do the four I really wanted to do it but 
we just had to go with a smarter decision and see what I can do in those events um, and try and help the team out a little bit more. Let's talk about the team a little bit. Who are some of the other, you know, within your team, what are some of the other racers you're looking forward to watching? Oh, within the team, I, I'm i really excited um, to see Alyssa Fadenhauer um, run her four. I think one of the things my coach says is um, we peak at the right moments and we have our best races at the right moment. And I think she's got so much left in the tank um, that she can rip a really fast four just like I did. Um, we're training partners. Uh, we run together. So I know that she's got a lot more left. Grace Alley is another great competitor. I love seeing her um, do the multi and seeing what she can do in every single event. Um, she rides momentum, and she's just great to see compete. And then let's see what else. Marion will be with me in the 100, so that'll be a fun one too. So those are just off the top of my head that so I can think about. Um, and then the guy side um, makes it exciting with Mike, and then you have Carter and Wyatt, um, just seeing all of them compete. So it'll just be a fun meet all around. I think it'll just be a fun-filled day where we've always got something going on on the track. Are you going to have any nerves heading into this meet? I mean, you're, you're a veteran of the sport, veteran of Loris, but like, what are the nerves going to feel like? Um, they're always high. <laughs> it's hard to not have them. Um, but I think they're good nerves. I think sometimes they're needed sometimes for a good race. So I think sometimes um, it gets me ready. It gets me in the moment and it gets me um, prepared to run where I would almost be nervous if I didn't have any nerves like I would kind of wonder like what's going on with me so I think it's a good thing um but definitely a little nerve-wracking especially as I mentioned earlier coming back and taking some time off um and then I'm you know just hoping that I can survive and advance in the prelims and see what I can do um especially in the one and just see how that works out for me so definitely a lot of nerves has your mental approach to competition or your like competitive perspective changed at all since, you know, taking that little gap and like, you know, becoming a parent and everything has, has anything changed in the way you approach high level competitions? Um, so much. So I actually competed unattached indoor and I wasn't that nervous with every race. I think I was really just taking it in and being appreciative of all of the races that I could have. And, really kind of shocking myself with the things that I was able to do but I think I just had a better perspective of you know I just have to put my all in my race and what I have is what I have um I just wanted to be happy with each of my performances and try my best and then coming back to the team was a lot different um I tell some of my team members um something different about my life is I have a lot more going on outside of track and a lot of different responsibilities so things that happen there, I try and do things way more intentional. Um, when my coach, sometimes I do work out and he looks at me, he goes, wow, like, where did that come from? Like, how is this happening? And I go, I think it's just because I'm more intentional with things that I do. Um, like I said, I take every opportunity um, and I really just think about everything that I'm doing and trying to do it to the best of my abilities because I was given one more shot. So I want to just do it the best way that I can. It's interesting with the time off that you had to come back to the sprinting world. I feel like you don't hear a lot of like time off and then jump back in the sprint. And I feel like that could be pretty difficult. What's it like coming back after time off and sprinting again? Um, that one was really hard. Um, I felt like I was like a baby deer, like figuring out how to like walk again and like figure out a new stride. And like, um, I fixed my blocks all the time. Um, it was just, it was like hitting restart. Um, it was really different. It was extremely hard. Um, definitely not easy, but I think 
Coach Jones kind of knew that and tailored my workouts to making sure that I was um, practicing that portion of my training a lot more um, and incorporating speed work so that I could get my quick foot at least a little bit back. But yeah, and I think that kind of speaks to my 400 time is just that maybe a longer distance is a little bit easier than like a 100 and doing short sprint. But yeah, it was really hard. It was like learning to walk again and figure things out. And it's a lot of strength training too that I had to get back a little bit. So no weird, but I think I'm figuring it out. <laughs> we'll see how it works. You mentioned this kind of being your second chance and also your last chance. I mean, this is your last collegiate meet. What emotions are you going to be carrying with you, you know, into those races as you're setting up your blocks, getting ready for the starts? What what are, what are you going to be feeling inside? I don't know. I think I'm anticipating being able to race at the national meet again a lot, and I'm going to be really excited to do so. But I'm also going to be really sad um, to be ending that chapter and, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm at least just happy that I get to even get back to the national meet in the first place because I definitely did not expect it for myself. When I joined back, I was just kind of doing it for fun and seeing what I could do. So the fact that I got here, it's just a blessing and I'm just super grateful that I'm here. Um, I know I talked with my girls, I think after the four by four, I might just immediately start crying because I'm going to, it's going to be my last race with them. And I know that we're all kind of really excited, but also really sad that it's going to be the end. But there's just a whole mix of emotions going on. So I don't know. What advice do you give first years or just first time competitors at the national meet your team or just other teams in general? My coach gave me the best advice my junior year at nationals. He told me just to relax and have fun. And that was right before my 100 and I ran the best 100 of my life. Um, So I would just tell them to relax and have fun. Yes, it is a hard meet. Yes, you put so much into it and you want to perform well. I think at the end of the day, you always just want to have fun and make sure that you're doing your best and putting your all into each and every race. Um, But when you look back, you're going to remember those fun times. Remember, you know, it would be great not to look back and think, man, I should have done more. So I would just say, making sure you're putting your all into it um, and having fun with it as well. We're talking to you on the team bus. You guys are on your way up to Rochester for God knows how long you're going to be in that bus. So what's what's going, going on? What's what's going on in there? Like, what, what are you guys up to? Uh, we've got a nice movie playing. I think it's just go with it. It's Madam Sandler movie. Yes. Carter says, yes, it's <laughs> just go with it. Um, I brought my Switch. People are just watching their own movies. So not so much fun, but I think tomorrow we're going to Niagara Falls. So that'll be a lot more fun. Delightful. Yeah. How do you like, because you guys always seem to be, you know, taking bus rides. What are, you know, what are some go-to games that you guys play? Or what do you guys, you brought the Switch, but like, do you have a game that only Loris knows? Not that I know of. I'm being told that there was a game last year that I missed out on that we might do later but as far as i know i don't think we're that special or maybe that creative i'm not sure well gabby we'll let you go we'll let you get back to relaxing thank you so much for hanging out with us we're wishing you the best and uh yeah tell everybody on the bus we said hey yeah of course thanks for having me thank you so much And that's all for another episode of D3 Glory Days, our preview podcast, part one. Keep an eye out for part two, dropping very soon.
Thanks to all these athletes who took time out of their busy schedules from the bus on the way to the meet even to sit down and talk with us, give us their pre-race thoughts. We're looking forward to watching them compete. Stu and I will be in the booth calling the races for NCAA.com. You can tune in, follow along with us. Keep an eye on all the D3 Glory Days social media accounts and website, and we'll be leaking a bunch of information heading into this race that you can't find anywhere else. So anyway, we'll talk to you soon. Until then, here's to the Glory Days.